Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Good job. What a, uh, what a powerful uh, night it's already been so far with the two baptisms and the stories and the testimonies of, as we've already heard of uh, God just at work in and through people's lives. And, you know, I just want to say from the outset that I'm not sure why you're here tonight. I'm not sure why you're uh, watching online, but maybe you've just, uh, uh, you've, you've um, sort of come across it online. Maybe you're just here tonight because maybe just for the baptism and, and it's all new. Maybe it's the first time you've ever set foot into a church or it's the first time you've ever watched a service online before. Uh, but you know what we've just witnessed tonight through the testimonies of, of the girls that have just shared what God's done in their life. This is not just for an elite couple or a few people that God does this for. It's for every single person. God can transform any person's life. Uh, he did it in my life. And, and you know, as I was sitting there and I was just listening to these stories, I was welling up with tears because I thought, I'm addicted to this. I'm addicted to experiencing lives transformed. I'm addicted to hearing testimonies of the way that God works in and through people's lives. He doesn't just do it through some, He does it through all. And it's a matter of, are you willing? Uh, do you want that for your life? And if you do, He can do it. If you do, He can do it. He can do it in your life. He can do it in any life. And I don't know, I just, I'm meant to be speaking on prayer, but I just sense God was saying, I've already spoken through Elle's message. I've already spoken uh, through the testimonies tonight. I've already spoken that, that God, you know, God wants to speak to you and God, want, God wants the best for your life. God wants the best for you. And yet so often what we do is we, we think we know better and so we try to live our lives our way and wind up thinking like, this is not all that it was cracked up to be. And I get it. For some of you, for a little while, you felt like, oh, but, but it's okay, like I'm enjoying myself. And sometimes the world throws stuff at us that it's okay for a while, but then we wind up feeling empty. And time and time again, it happens. And we feel empty again and we think, well, what's all this about? And yet God, don't you get it? God loves you. And this isn't just bias, you know, pastor talk from the stage, oh, God loves you. God, God loves you. God literally loves you. He loves you. And He wants the best for your life. He's a good father. Not an okay father, not a father that's sort of, you know, oh, I'll kind of help you out every now and then. A good father that literally, He doesn't just love you, He adores you and He's jealous for you. This is the love He has for you. And He wants the best for your life, but you've got to want it. You've got to say, okay, God, I, I, I want you to show me what you can do through my life. Not what I can do, but what you can do for my life. And I just wondered tonight if there's just some of you here that just, you don't even know why. You don't even know why you're here. You don't even know why you ended up here. You don't even know why you're watching online, but maybe just maybe there's something inside of you that says, I need a new life. I just, I just need new life. I just need something new. Because I, I just can't do this. I, I've tried doing it in my own strength. It's just not working. But God says that he, he loves, He loved the world. He loved you so much that He gave His one and only Son that whoever would believe in Him wouldn't perish but have eternal life. It's, it's eternal life forever that there's hope after death that there's something more, but it's, it's more than that. Don't you see, don't you understand that it's life here and now as well? It's fullness of life. 
that we are spiritually dying inside, that we're spiritually dying and He made a way so that you could experience life and life to the full. He's not a liar when His Word says that He came to give, the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy, but Jesus came so that they may have life and life to the full. Don't you want that tonight? Don't you want a revival and awakening in your own heart? For some of you as Christians, you've heard this your entire life. Maybe for 20, 30, 40 years, you know the message, but do you know Him? You know all the theology, but do you know Him? God wants you and He wants your heart. And He says, follow me, surrender to me, and I can give you a new life. This is what your deepest heart desires. This is what you long for more than anything else. And the world will never give you what your deepest heart desires. And so some of you have heard this message so many times before. Some of you know this message, you've heard it all your life. But he says, don't don't just listen to the message. Don't just read the Word just as, as formalities. I want your heart and I want you to know me and I want you to surrender all to me. Not just some, but all of it to me. I want you to surrender. Would you be willing Would you be willing to surrender every area of your life? That's for some of you that have come in church. That's for some of you that have sat for 20, 30, maybe even 40 years in church. It's not about church. It's about a relationship with a God who loves you. It's about a relationship with a God that has the best for your life. It's about a relationship with a God that has life and life to the full for you. That's what it's about. But it's maybe for some of you that just sit here tonight and you say, oh, I've never heard this before. And you don't need to understand all of it. You don't need to understand the theology and the words and the, and, and the Christian, you know, the Christianese that gets spoken in church. You just need to come before a holy God and say, I need a new life. I need a saviour. I need you in my heart and my life because it isn't working. And he, he answers the prayers 100% of the times for those that come and say, I need new life. He answers those prayers 100% of the time. You know, my, my wife and I last night, I, I don't know, I don't even know why this came to me. My wife and I last, last night, if you've seen uh, The Chosen, we've, been, we've watched it through, we're watching, re-watching it again. Anything that stirs faith in me, I watch because I wanna know Him more. I wanna I want experience the fullness of God. And so we were watching an episode again last night and I saw two very contrasting things take place. An episode where Nicodemus, just like you tonight, was so close to surrendering his life to Christ. He said, Jesus said these words to him, come and follow me, come and follow me. And Nicodemus, he knew the truth. He knew that Jesus was the Saviour of the world. He knew that He was the Messiah. He knew that He truly was the Son of God. And He was this close and Jesus said, just follow me. And He had so much that He had tied to this world that He couldn't do it. And His wife said these words to Him. His wife said these words, Nicodemus, I love our life. She said, I love our life. I don't wanna lose it in essence. Take us back to our life. You see, he had so much that he couldn't let go of. And in this powerful moment, this defining moment, 
There he stood around the corner as Jesus was about to leave. And Jesus says, is there anyone else who wants to follow? And there Nicodemus, he weeps and he cries because he couldn't do it. He couldn't surrender. He couldn't give his life over. And in a contrasting manner, in the same way, here is Peter saying goodbye to his wife. And he left everything behind. He left his boats, he left his fishing career and he had to talk to his wife about it. And he said, I thought I knew you'd be upset about this. And she said, why would I be upset? Why would I be upset? There's nothing more that I want for your life than to follow the Messiah. And he gave it all away in two contrasting moments. Here Nicodemus was this close, but he wasn't willing to give it up. And here is the Apostle Peter and he was willing to give it all up and he followed Christ. One experience, fullness of life, even though it cost him hardship. Peter gave it all away. And I said to my wife, isn't it ironic? Here's Peter, it seems from the world's eyes, he gave everything away. And yet what Peter discovered was life and life to the full. And here's Nicodemus, he has everything in the world's eyes. It seems like he's got it all. And yet he wasn't willing to give it up and he never experienced fullness of life. Why? Because he couldn't do it. And I just wonder tonight, I wonder where you are. You've got ties to this world and you think I can't give it up, I can't let go. Some of you have said, I can't give up that relationship. I can't give up those finances. I can't give up that career path. I can't give up those certain relationships. I can't give up that friendship guru. I can't give up these things because then I'll lose life. And I want want to experience, I just want to do it my own way, but don't you get it? Don't you see it? If you were willing to give those things up, then you would experience fullness of life. If you were willing to give those up, you see, God wants the best for you. God wants the best for you. And He's pleading with you tonight. I'm not meant to preach this. Don't you see? This is not my sermon. Why Why am I preaching this? Because He wants your heart. He wants your soul. He wants your life. And, And if you were willing to give it, you could experience fullness of life. Experience fullness of life. So what decision are you gonna make tonight? What do you wanna do tonight? There's a parable in Luke that Jesus told. I got this out because I was was wrestling with God down here in the front saying, you know, God said to me, God said, "I've, I've already spoken. I've already spoken through the testimonies. And I thought, what am I doing? I'm gonna get up and preach a message around prayer. What, oh God, what, what, how is this gonna have an impact? So I prepared, I opened up Luke 15. And here's this parable as Jesus, here's this parable as Jesus talks about, He talks about the lost son. I didn't know I was gonna share about lostness of heart and the lostness of your own life, but here's this, this parable as I opened it up, the lost son. And Jesus tells this parable, many of you would have heard it, but maybe tonight you're gonna see it in a new light. Maybe tonight as God speaks to your heart, you'll see it in a new light. So Jesus continued, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me the share of my estate. So he divided his property between them. Here's this young son in a similar way, says, I wanna go my own way. I want to do my own thing. This is what I've already spoken about tonight. There's something in us, there's something in our selfish hearts that says, I can do life my own way. But I know that many of you here tonight could testify that it just just doesn't work out that way. Just doesn't work out like that. 
Many of you could stand up here and testify of the way that your life has been changed and transformed. You tried to do it your own selfish way. Like this son, you tried to walk it your own way and it just comes to ruins. And in the same way, this son out of his selfish attitude and desire says, I wanna do life my way. I wanna do life my own way. So he says to his father, divide the state. I want my inheritance right now, which is, is, is an awful thing to do. I want my inheritance now. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had and set off for a distant country and there squandered his wealth in wild living. Again, living how we want to live. And I don't know why, but there's some of you that are listening, maybe online, some of you here tonight, that you're living in wild living, that you're, you're living in a way that, that just says, I don't wanna surrender to Him because uh, I'm gonna miss out. That's what it is. That's what it is. You, you think in your heart, you think in your heart, if you surrender to God, you're gonna miss out. As a matter of fact, it's not even those of you that are living in wild living. It's, it's just some of you that there's aspects of your life you don't wanna give up. And the reason you don't wanna give up is because you think you're gonna miss out. And, 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 and this just is not the, the way the kingdom of God works. God doesn't want you to miss out. Like I said, He wants to bring fullness of life. But we're not willing to surrender because we think I'm gonna miss out. So I'll just keep control of this area and of this area and of this area. And if you think, I don't know enough about this to surrender God, you're wrong. That's exactly what the enemy wants you to think. You think, oh, I need to know more. I need to get it. I need a better understanding. You're wrong. You just need to come with a pure heart before God and say, God, I, I need you. I need new life. I need to experience the fullness of you. You're not gonna miss out. You are not gonna miss out. And we've already heard tonight two testimonies that's testified to that. And so here this son goes off in wild living. Not long after that, the younger son got together all that he had and set off for a distant country and there he squandered his wealth in wild living. After he'd spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare and here I am starving to death. He comes to a point in his life where he just knows, what am I doing? What am I doing with my life? This, this isn't working for me. He comes to his senses and he realises how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare and here I am starving to death? Don't you realise that you are spiritually starving, spiritually dying, that without Christ, our, our hope is death, that's it. We deserve hell. Without Christ, there is no hope. We don't have a hope. This was the very thing that drove me to God, that drove me to Christ. I wondered to myself, uh, what happens after this life? Where do I go? What happens? I, I was terrified of dying. I had no hope. The thought of dying and then there being complete blackness, like I go to sleep, but even spending a million years in complete blackness and never waking up and never getting a step closer to, to, to anything more scared me to death. And that's what's going on. Without Christ, we are spiritually dying. We are dying. 
There, there seems to be little hope. And, and here he is, there's no hope for him. But the truth is, and the reality is that in Christ, there is hope. In Christ, there is more. In Christ, there is life. In Christ, there is spiritual life. In Christ, there is life here and to come as well. That The death isn't the end, but there is something more. And maybe you feared death. Maybe you feared, you know, the future. You don't need to fear in Christ because He has your life in His hands. If you would be willing to say, God, I need you. God, I need a new life. God, I need a Saviour. He has your life in His hands. And the greatest decision, the greatest decision that you could make with your life is to say, okay, God, I surrender to you. I'm not speaking this from a person who, who, who just, you know, it's like, this is what the preacher says. Uh, yes, of course he has to say that. I'm not saying that from that perspective. I'm saying it because I believe it from the bottom of my heart. I'm saying it because I've experienced it from the bottom of my heart. Just like every single one of you, I too was a hungry beggar looking for where to find bread. And I encountered the very one who said, I am the bread of life. I am the bread of life. And when I encountered Him, everything changed for me. My life was turned upside down. I say it from a perspective of somebody who has not been disappointed. That night I sat on the edge of my bed and I said, oh God, I need You. God, I need You as Lord and Saviour of my life. The night I said that, my life was transformed. And I had a great upbringing. I had a great family. You would think from the outside, He has it all. And yet deep down in my soul, it was empty. And tonight for some of you, deep down in your soul, there's an emptiness that you can't fill. You can't fill it. And the truth is you'll never be able to fill it on your own. Only the power of Christ, only Christ can fill what your deepest soul desires. It was like, it was like a, a puzzle piece that I was, I, I lost the last piece and there was just one piece missing, one piece missing all the time in my life. And then I encountered Christ. Then I found the one who said, I am the bread of life. I found the one who said, I am the light of this world. I, I found the one who said, I am the way, the truth and the life. When I encountered Him, everything changed. And so too your life can change. So too your life could change in an instant. In this moment, the old life has passed away. When you are in Christ, the old life has passed away. The new life has come. Don't you want that? Don't you want that tonight? You can have it. You can have it. Do not believe the lie, you need to know more. Do not believe the lie, it's my first time in church. Don't believe the lie that I, I need to do all these things. It's a lie. Surrender to Him. He knows your heart. And if you're willing, say, I need new life. I need to surrender. I need to experience the fullness of God. Then you can have it this very night. The young guy in the, way, in the same way comes to his own senses. This man, I will set out and go back to my father. And say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and went to his father. But let me just tell you this. Listen to how the father responds. You see, for some of you, because this is what you think. You think I'm too far gone. You think I've done too many bad things. You think, I'm surprised the church hasn't even fallen in tonight because of my past and my background. And in the same way, here is this son 
He squandered everything and he thought, surely my dad won't take me back, but I could work for him as a servant. But hear this so clearly tonight, the response of a good father. This is a parable Jesus is explaining here, showing us the exactly the same character of, of our heavenly father. Listen to the response of the father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He was filled with compassion, why? He was filled with compassion of a a father who loves his son, of a father who loves his child. Like I said at the start, he's a heavenly father that loves you so much. I don't mean just, you know, oh, he loves you. That's the nice thing to say. I mean, he adores you. He knows your past. He knows your background. He knows every thought. He knows you can't live this life, but he's not concerned by that. He's broken by it and he loves you and he wants your life. And he says, I can turn it around. Don't try and fix your life up and come to me. Just come to me and I'll fix your life up. I'll change you from the inside out. We need a renewal deep within our hearts, deep at the very depth of our heart. Sometimes we don't even know what we need. Some of you said that. You said, I don't even know what I need. I just know I need something. I need something new. This is what he does. He does a renewal work, a renovation of the heart. And oh, how we need a renovation of God. And so here the son He goes back to the Father and with compassion, filled with compassion for Him. But while He was still a long way off, His Father saw Him and was filled with compassion for Him. He ran to His Son, which is unusual in that day and age. Men did not run, but He ran to His Son, son, threw His arms around Him and kissed Him. The Son said to Him, Father, I've sinned against You in heaven. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son, but the father said to his servants, listen to this, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and put sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And so they began to celebrate. I don't know if you're aware of this, but tonight when you respond to Christ, I am faith-filled tonight when you respond to Christ. There is gonna be a celebration in heaven. All of heaven is gonna celebrate. They're gonna cheer and celebrate because you were lost but now are found and your life will never, ever, ever be the same again. And I'm not just talking to some of you that are gonna surrender tonight for the very first time. But for some of you that have heard it for 30 years and you thought you knew the message, but tonight he says, I want your heart. And you realise you haven't given him all your heart. And tonight you're gonna give it to him all, every aspect of your heart. This is revival. This is revival. He wants your heart and he's gonna revive it and renovate it and renew it and awaken it. You've sat in church and you've been in church for so long, but he needs to awaken you to what He wants to do in and through your life. He wants to awaken your heart, awaken your soul, awaken your life to what He has planned for you. This is revival. And so some of you are gonna respond this very night and your life will never, ever be the same again. And there is gonna be a celebration in heaven and God is gonna use you. We just heard it tonight, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you. God knows it. You've wrestled so long. What do I do with my life? What am I gonna do? God's gonna show you. When you surrender, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. He has a future for you. 
and you're not going to miss out. And when you surrender to Him tonight and give your whole life to Him, your life will never be the same. And He is gonna use you to impact this community, to impact your university, to impact your school, to impact your workplace, to impact your suburb, to impact, to be a kingdom warrior for Him. All those years ago, when I first came to faith and I was criticised for coming to faith and I received that text message as I wanted to leave the job site, I got that text message, God is growing you into His mighty warrior. And in the same way, God will grow you into His mighty warrior. And He's gonna use your life to change the lives of many other people, many others. And others are gonna stand in that baptism pool and others are gonna declare their testimony, they're gonna declare and speak about how their life was changed and transformed. And in the same way, in the same way, they're gonna speak about how I encountered a family and I walked into the home and I felt accepted and loved and valued and the warmth of God flowed through my life. In the same way, they're gonna speak about a friend that they met at university who had coffee with me and studied and helped me. And I saw something different in their life and I thought, what is it that they have? In the same way as you serve your neighbours, as you serve the lady, as you mow lawns, as you just pour out and give your life in the same way people say, I wondered what is it about their life? And they're gonna surrender and they're gonna give their lives and and the ripple effect will begin to take place and revival will begin to take place because your heart's revived and it will compel you. It will compel you to go and say, I can't sit still, I can't do nothing. I will not, I must fight. I must fight for my community. I must fight for my university. I must fight for my school. I must fight. I cannot do nothing. When you surrender tonight, your life will never, ever be the same again. Let's have a feast and celebrate for this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. And let me share with you how this ends. The older brother is frustrated. The older brother says, "Uh, why are you doing this? Why are you putting on this celebration? Here, I've been with you all this time. And here here the father responds in this way. My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So I wonder tonight, I wonder tonight if there's any of you, maybe just one, but I sense maybe several that you know that Scripture because it's in your heart. You know what it's like to be lost. You know what it's like to want to experience being found by a Father who loves you so desperately. I don't know why, but maybe your earthly fathers let you down. You say, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could trust this heavenly Father in my life. Your earthly fathers let you down. And you don't know what it's like to know a a good father, a father that loves you and values you. But let me tell you, this is exactly who God is. Jesus told this parable to illustrate the love of a heavenly father. And some of you are sitting here tonight and you're saying, I'm lost, I'm lost. Would you be willing? Would you be willing to surrender? Would you be willing right in this moment to say, oh God, I I wanna be found in you. And what I want you to know in this moment 
It's not just for the first time, it's for some of you, it's for many of you tonight that say, I, I need a surrender. As a matter of fact, this is what revival is. It's for some of you, you know you've, you've, you've allowed God to be Lord of your life in some areas, but He wants your whole heart. He wants every aspect of your heart tonight. And tonight is an opportunity, not just for some actually, for most of us, maybe for many of us tonight to stand and say, oh God, I need you to have every area of my heart. I need you to revive me. I need to know what it is. I need to know and experience life and life to the full in you. I need, I need to surrender every, every aspect, every aspect. So now, now is your moment. I don't think I preach something radically different tonight in vain. This isn't about me. This is not about me. It's about what God wants to say to you tonight. And now is your opportunity. You know what it is, but there's stuff in your heart that you haven't fully surrendered. You know what it is. It's the first time you've ever heard this before in your life. You don't even know why, but you're gonna respond to Christ as He calls you out. You are lost, but now, now you're found. And so in an attitude of prayer in this moment, I'm just gonna ask you to do something. An attitude of prayer in this moment, I'm gonna ask you to stand up on your feet and just say, yeah, I need that tonight. I need that. I'm lost in some way or another. I need to be found in Christ. Father God, thank you for the way you are speaking right now. I pray almighty God by the power of your Holy Spirit that you just lay on people's hearts. God, I wish I could do a better job. I wish I could do a better job of describing how good you are. Because my heart bleeds for every person in this room. I just wish every single person could experience the fullness of you. So there's nothing else I can do, Lord. It's only by the power of your Holy Spirit. This is not man. This is you, God. And I just pray from the bottom of my heart, Lord, in this moment, for those that need to respond, you give him courage to respond. I just beg you, Lord, please revive us, God. Just revive us, Lord. know who you are. Don't delay. If that's you in this attitude of prayer, I need you to stand up. Just stand up. This isn't for the first time. This is, this is a revival. This is saying, oh God, oh 
oh God, there's areas in my heart that I haven't surrendered to you. You need to stand up. you tonight, I want you to just in your head and in your heart, just repeat this prayer. Oh God, I need you. I surrender to you now, oh God. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for rising again, overcoming death. Come and be Lord and Saviour of my life. I surrender to you now. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Now use my life for your kingdom glory. Revive my heart. Awaken me. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Would you be willing to stand with these people right now? Father God, as we stand together now, we just pray again, oh God, revive us. Awaken us. We surrender to You, O oh God. And we cry out how desperate we need You, O oh God. Revive and awaken us, Father. Lord, there's areas in our lives that we need to sacrifice. There's areas in our lives that we need to let go of. There's areas that we need You to be Lord and Saviour of. And so God, help us. We need You. Come Holy Spirit. Continue to minister now as we just worship and reflect on the goodness and the greatness of You. We need You, great God. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Almighty God, we pray. In Your precious and holy Name, Amen. There's an opportunity still to respond. It's not necessarily a response in, it's just of salvation. It's not a response to say, oh God, I need to respond to You tonight. But it's just a response to say, I need, I want more of You. I want more of You. I desire You, God. And don't miss this opportunity because down the front here, we're gonna pray for You. There's some oil. We're just gonna anoint You on the forehead if you want that. You don't need that. But just come down in this, in this song if you want. Just, it's just a response to say, God, I want You. I want You. And so come forward and say, God, I want that. And we're gonna just pray for You, anoint You. And if you want, you can kneel, you can stay down here, you do whatever you want, or just go back to your seat. But don't miss this opportunity in this 21 days of prayer. We want to take the time, take the opportunity just to pray for one another. And so you can come and receive prayer from some of the pastors down the front, but, but don't, don't miss the opportunity. Just come forward tonight as we sing this song. Let's worship and honour our great God. Into the room where people pray, where he pray. 
Sing his praise aloud. 
I know it's 7.30, but I just get a sense Jesus is just on the horizon for some people. And uh, there's, some, there's some more people that need to come and receive prayer for something. And uh, if you feel free to go if you need to, but Jesus is calling. And this is not a call to, to um, a, a bad life. This is not a call to a, a restricted life. This is really the call to the divine, to the divine. He wants to bring you into His very life, His very nature. So if there's things in your life that you know you need to surrender, He's putting His finger on them. Maybe you've been walking with Him for a while. I just prayed with someone. And, and the thing that Jesus put on my heart is that He learned perfection through the discipline that the Father gave. Jesus gave more and more of His life. You know what I mean? It, it wasn't, and it culminates, it, it progresses. And so maybe there's things that you've been walking with Jesus in and there's something more that you've, you've ascended to a certain level of truth and, and knowing of Him, but there's something more that He wants you to hand over tonight so that He can have more of you. Because He wants all of us. He's not satisfied with just some parts. And so we're gonna keep singing. I don't know what we're gonna sing. But if there's, if there's things in your life that you need to surrender, that He's calling you to, come and receive prayer. Come and make an act of commitment, a step tonight, a step of faith.
We don't hold back church, we sing. Thank you that you are the victor. Thank you that you are strong. You are strong enough to redeem. You are strong enough to save us. And Lord, uh, we're in a world, we're in a world which is so appealing and uh, the enemy is, has a lot of weapons in, in our society of uh, much materialism, Lord, finances, the allure of sexuality, Father, career progression. We. And uh, Lord, I'm just sensing that we need to know that You can rescue us from these things, that You can bring us, that You can save us. That even now in this place that we live in, in this moment, in this century, Lord, You can redeem a life. You can make us new, completely new, not just a part, not just partially knowing You, full of the Holy Spirit, full of Your Holy Spirit. So Lord Jesus, we just come humbly and we request, we ask, we make that prayer that Dave says, you will answer every single day of the week and you will. Would you save us? Would you redeem us? Fully, wholly, completely. Take take our hearts, Lord, have all of them, we pray. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Amen, so good to have you here with us tonight. and, and uh, The Lord doesn't sleep. The Lord doesn't sleep. You can go home tonight and seek Him. 
He's alive and well, but uh, great to be gathering together as His people. Why don't you grab a seat? There's going to be pies afterwards if you need to head to the Connections Lounge or if you want to get baptised, come and meet us up on the mezzanine. God bless you.